Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I would like to share some insights that I have gathered, learned on my own skin uh, through my own uh, spiritual and healing journey. First of all, growing up Catholic, I grew up with this idea that salvation, redemption, going to heaven was going to be achieved by simply following the rules, following commandments, following orders. And I couldn't help but believe that this journey was going to be a straight line, a straight ascending line. In the same way that growing up in the 60s and 70s, I believed that progress, that our civilization was simply going on a straight ascending line that thanks to the progress of technology and science would make us a happy race. I can see now that both of these models are specifically Western and specifically, particularly my own beliefs in regards to progress, very much informed by a way of thinking that is very rational. The mind uh, thinks in very straight lines, from A to B, how do I get there, and that's it. Once I engaged in my own uh, spiritual journey, I could see that that journey was never going to be such a straight line. As a matter of fact, it looked more like a roller coaster ride with many detours, many moments of confusion, changes of interests, changes of practices. Basically, I was doing the best that I could from a place of ignorance and lack of maturity. If anything, my earlier years taught me little by little the importance of persevering along my journey, and through this and that experience gave me the basics so that I could go deeper into myself and into my journey. My journey has taken me literally all around the world over the years. I see how I was looking for answers I see how the answers that I had did not fulfill my thirst 
and left me always with an empty space within. It wasn't until the year 2005 when I first went to Iquitos that during an ayahuasca ceremony, I had a very, very profound experience. Early in the ceremony, a map of the world appeared in front of me in my inner vision. And I could see my home place in Switzerland and then my entire journey going to Asia, living in Japan, coming back to Switzerland, going to New York, moving to San Francisco, moving to Barcelona, going around the world, and now finally finding myself in this hut in the middle of the Amazon jungle. When I looked at that map, I could not help but realize that I had been insane all my life, that I had been neurotically moving from place to place, and I had always been aware that my desire to live in foreign countries, to engage with foreign cultures, had come from a desire to explore, to learn. But it wasn't until that night that I had the courage to flip the coin and to look underneath that desire. I asked myself, okay, you've been wanting all this, but at the same time, what have you been running away from? all these years. I looked at that map and quickly follow the trail backwards and it indicated my parents' home in Switzerland where I grew up. That night, in that moment, I made a, a commitment. I took the decision to turn around 180 degrees and to start going back towards that place that I had first started running away from. That decision signaled a profound shift in my own attitude from running away, from distracting myself, from looking outside myself, and to finally come home to myself. There's a song by the 80s British group Soft Cell called Home is Where the Heart Is. And the refrain goes, Home is where the heart is and home is where the hurt is. So in avoiding my own hurt, my own pain, it was no surprise that I'd spend most of my life trying to run away from that hurt. Now I can see with my clients, with people around me, sincerely wishing to engage in a spiritual healing process, how much that desire is secretly informed by a wish not to feel 
our own hurts and not to feel our own wounds. One of the things that I've learned in my own journey is that unfortunately there are no shortcuts and trying to use spirituality or healing in order to actually avoid ourselves. I do believe that the healing and spiritual journey are a journey home to ourselves rather than a subtle way to avoid ourselves. We can use that journey to keep avoiding meeting ourselves, but I do believe that in their true application, healing methods, spiritual practices are designed to help us meet ourselves at long last. The dissatisfaction and frustration that many people experience along that journey is because we are holding on to these fantasies that spirituality will help us simply feel better and get enlightened and not have to be human anymore. In my own journey, I realized that to accept my own divinity in the end wasn't that difficult. The true challenge was to actually embrace my own humanity. The fears, the pain, the mood swings, and uh, in general the entirety of the human experience and the entirety of who I may have been and am today. I can vouch from my own experience the truth in the line that says what we resist persists. So I found myself at almost 40 years of age after trying this and that and everything I could come across and yet my most um, persistent dramas I kept recreating them at every chance that I could despite my best intentions despite all that I knew I could not help but keep recreating these dramas over and over again. And that night in the jungle signaled a shift not only in my attitude, but also in my life, in every gesture and also whenever I would approach my own healing and my own spirituality. I had been running long enough and could see plainly that I could not hide from myself any longer and that whatever it was that I had not been willing to look at deeply and honestly kept showing up in my own life. As human beings, we have a very, very long history of 
people, religions, corporations, who keep telling us, if you follow me, if you buy my own product or my own ideology, you're going to be happy. This culture of false hopes and promises is a reflection of our own inner beliefs. That belief, that hope, that something outside myself is going to fix me forever at long last. We have all secretly believed in a magic pill at some point or another. A magic pill that will simply take away from our own lot everything that we don't like about the human experience, about our own lives and ourselves. Now, I have gone all around the world for a really long time, looked for that magic pill and have not found it. I have not found it because it doesn't exist. It is a false hope. It's an illusion. And it is an illusion because ultimately nothing can make us happy. No one can make us happy. Our own happiness, our own peace of mind is only our own responsibility and it's for us to cultivate it within ourselves and to let go of that false hope. A false hope that keeps us small, that keeps us like little children and uh, that keeps us also perennially dissatisfied as long as we pursue our own happiness outside ourselves, we can be sure that that happiness will elude us. So, plant medicines, spiritual practices are not solutions. They are not fixes. They are not uh, a magic pill. If anything, when approached with humility and patience, they are tools that can support us in finally exploring our own inner landscape with honesty and increased clarity. If there is no lack of charlatans in plant medicine, in spiritual circles, is because we are still willing, hoping to believe that someone will keep their promise, however unrealistic that promise may be. When uh, I was finally ready and willing to drop all pretensions and to stop running away from myself, in that moment I found plenty of support human and non-human to continue along that path that was very important. You know, if 
we are looking for truth. The first place to look is to look at our own truth, at our own stories, however illusory they may be, but they're still truth, our own part of our journey, our stories that we carry inside, despite how ridiculous they may be and how painful they may be, they're not to be dismissed. Our own personal history is actually our most important study book. And if we're not willing to open that book and finally take up the study thereof, we are trying to miss a very important part of our growth. It is no accident that we may have been born in a certain place, in a certain family. We are not stupid as human beings. Say, for instance, I want to go skiing. I don't buy a ticket for the Bahamas. So it's not an accident that we find ourselves growing up in this or that environment under these or those circumstances. And that choice to incarnate and to have that experience, however painful, however challenging, once we are willing to embrace that experience, then we can start learning from it. And the lessons that are there in, that, in those very first years of our lives are so important that if we don't heal those stories, if we don't integrate those experiences, we have no choice but keep recreating under different circumstances and with different characters, exactly the same stories. So my invitation to all of you is for a moment to close your philosophy, spiritual books, to stop your spiritual practice and to take up this old book that has been put away in a dark place and to actually look at those experiences early in life that you may have not fully learned the lessons thereof until now. Blessings. <laughs>